I didn't sign up for this. Everything is a mess. My guys still haven't made up, which makes our situation very difficult to navigate. What's worse, the tour starts in a few weeks, so I'm going to have to get used to life without them for a while. But not before Matt's wife Candace comes to town and make things awkward. And then there's Taz, who still has it out for me. It's too much. But one thing hasn't changed. My feelings for the guys. Actually, that's not exactly true. My feelings for Matt have definitely changed. But that's another story. I truly love them all. And they love me. But I'm beginning to feel the pressure. Once the tour ends and life is normal again, I'm going to have to make a decision. Happily ever after never comes easy. And before I make my decision, the path to happy took a few detours that I never saw coming. I loved, I lost, I learned, and then I made the right choice for me. This is book two, the final book in the Crave series, Guaranteed Happily Ever After. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back. We are here to finish up the Crave series. So this is part two, the show. So, you know, the first book ended with everybody revealing secrets and shit and everybody mad at each other. And it's just like, you know, once again, Crave has broken up, fucked group, but not really because we signed contracts and shit. So we got to come back and do this tour anyway. And so, you know, Sky, she, uh... What is it? She's in a, a splint, I think it's called, for her wrist. Like, she broke her wrist. But, you know, she got back to work. But she's also trying to navigate between the guys. Like, you know, you love each other. Y'all need to come back together. It is what it is. But it's like, no. First of all, Matt stole our goddamn money. Uh, Low was taking care of Jamal's family, which... Okay, honest opinion. Jamal is just here. His storyline, it's just like, nigga, what are you mad about? What are you talking about? That's no reason to be mad. If you were not there to take care of your family because you were on drugs, would you not want, like, your quote-unquote brother to help you out in that time? I'm like, the male ego is just so fucking fragile. It makes no sense. Like, nigga... What are you mad for? There's nothing to be mad about. But, you know, that's what he's upset about. And then, of course, Lo is mad at G because G slept with his mama. And his daughter is his sister. I mean, you know, G's daughter is Lo's sister. So it's just like everybody mad at everybody because what the fuck. So, you know, it takes some time. But slowly... They get to talking to each other, and G was not talking to Sky because she laid it out for him. Like, you know, you thought you was in love with Lo's mama, but actually she groomed you. Because that lady was, what, fucking 40? Fucking on an 18-year-old? Like, that lady groomed you because it actually started when he was 17. Now, because at one point, the guys, like, you know, of course, they got to rehearse and stuff and be around each other for the group. So they laid it out on the table after two or three times of trying to talk to each other. So 
let me go back. It starts with Jamal and Lo. Like, they talking. Jamal says, you know, I appreciate you looking out for my family when I couldn't. You know, I was just basically being a man about it, like, in my feelings about it. I appreciate you. Thank you. They hug it out. Boom. Whatever. And Matt agrees. He's like, you know, I'm going to pay y'all y'all money back, you know, what y'all deserve. He really don't know why he did it. It's just the fact that his brother was in on it and they got the money and it was what it was. But he's sorry and he going to pay them back somehow. Figure out how much money he actually owes them and he going to pay all of them back. Now, when Lo and G get to talking, it's like it comes out. He's like, you know... Of course, Lo and Matt are cousins, and then he's known Jamal since, uh, what was it, like, freshman year of high school. So they were around for a while, so she didn't approach them. It was when G came into the group later at 17, and she's, like, giving him compliments, noticing how much he likes instruments, and to play, and to write, and all that stuff, and was encouraging, she was grooming him, like, being real nice, and flirty, and, you know, like, touching on him, and stuff like that, and even still, as he's thinking back on, he's like, you know, Sky had to tell me that she was grooming me, and when Sky first said it, he wasn't talking to her, because he's like, you know, no, that's not what it was, we was in love, and it's like, no, y'all wasn't, first of all, the woman was married, to Angelo's daddy and this ain't the first time she did it so even though she waited until he was 18 as well as the other young man because Angelo called his daddy and was just like did you know about this and he's like you know I caught her cheating the first time and then the second time and then that last time it was with a young man who was 18, and that's when the daddy kicked her out, like, oh, no, I don't know what the fuck you want, but I'm like, shit, sir, after the first time she cheated, that should have been enough for you, but hey, I'm not here to judge, so he's like, you, he just don't want to accept it, although Angelo does not have a relationship with his mother, because I don't think I mentioned that last episode, he don't talk to his mama at all, Because after the dad kicked her out, you know, basically, she just left her family. She didn't take care of the kids, nothing like that. She just left and got remarried. And it's the fact that his other siblings let her back in. You know, they all have a relationship with her except for him. And he's, like, holding on to the fact she hasn't tried to reach out. Even when she got remarried, she didn't send him an invitation. And he asks G you know, does she ask about me? And it's the way that G hesitates, that he know that nigga about to lie. And he lies anyway and says sometimes. It's like, no, she don't. That lady don't ask about him at all. And it's like, okay, we got that out the way. She groomed you and, like, set you up. But your daughter, like, y'all ain't said nothing about that. And all these years later, even her new husband doesn't know that G is a father of of the youngest baby, uh, what's her name, Genesis, so it's just like, you ain't said nothing, even if you felt the way about it, or thought y'all wasn't, like, whatever, we grown now, we've been grown, we've been around each other, you know, laughing, and kiki, well, men ain't gonna say kiki, but, you know, y'all been around each other enough for you to say something, and you said nothing, so, but it's like, I'm not gonna hold you 
hold that against you. You my brother. It is what it is. So now everything is all patched up and they're all good. Now, Matt, you know, he came back with his wife. So his wife and their three children are there. And Matt asked Sky, he said, can you start wearing a bra, you know, while my wife is here? And she's like, what? Did you even tell your wife, like, what was going on? And he hasn't. He still has not told her, even though he said that he would explain, like, their relationship to her. And it's not until, like, one night, well, when they actually meet each other, Candace asks her, like, oh, so are you G's girlfriend? And she just says something like that and leaves it at that. And then when Matt asks her the thing about wearing a bra, she's like, did you even tell her what was going on? And he's like, how can I? I can't explain this to her. I can't bring this up to her. So no, I haven't told her. So the energy was weird for a minute until they were all out in the hot tub and, you know, niggas get to drinking and finally letting loose that it's explained what is actually going on. And Candace is cool with it. She's like, that's, that's hot. Oh, but, (laughs) okay. I take that back. Matt told her, told his wife Candace, and then Candace was like, oh, that's kind of hot. Like, I get it, because they are fine. And Matt is like, Candace, relax now. Um, but she sent him to Walmart, or like, whatever store they had up there. I wouldn't necessarily say Walmart, but to get some things, and she asked for a baby monitor. Now, at first, because I was like, you know, she's talking about she want to watch and it's hot and all this. Shit. I said, a baby mom. Now she's finna play and watch them, but it was actually for her own kids. And while they was out in the hot tub, she just grabbed the baby monitor in case, you know, the kids needed her and she needed to go back inside. But I was like, for a split second, I said, girl, not you about to watch for real without asking. But I'm like, now, my girl Sky, she loves to be watched now. I'm like, I love that for her, but you, can you actually get permission? Like, let her know that you're there. She might show out. But, um, so when he in the hot tub and she loosens, she's just like, I kind of want to see. And once again, Matt is like, Candace, please. And she's like, you know, not them actually doing it, but like a little kissy kiss or something. So Sky goes around and gives each one of them a kiss. And then Candace kisses Matt. And at, this is the turn of events. Because you know how Sky said Matt, like, she not feeling him like that. And then when he tried to kiss her and all that type of shit. So their relationship was strained. But now seeing him with his wife and him playing a daddy role, she's actually kind of attracted to him. So she's feeling some things, watching him interact with his own wife that she can't really, like, explain. And it's like, okay, so now it's time for the tour. Like, the tour is officially starting. And it's weird because she's like, you know, I'm going to miss you guys. It's not going to be the same. And then it's also the thought of what happens after the tour is over. Because, you know, they all don't stay in the same state. So, basically, they about to scatter like roaches after the tour is over. And she's doing well in her teaching position as a professor and she comes to the tour like she comes to a few dates and it's nice like they uh well even once it had of course it had to be Chicago um they sing it and a fight breaks out and so they got her to safety and like all that type of shit and then she's also still 
like, I don't, what do you want to call it? Like her and Taz, they still not getting along and he's still trying to discourage her from creating this book. And she's like, I didn't sign an NDA and the guys told me that I could write the book. So there's literally nothing you can do about it. And he's like, oh, well, there is something I can do about it. She's like, are you threatening me? And he's like, no, I'm just letting you know. I'm giving you a warning, basically, you know, let it go or something could happen. And the something that could happen is it got leaked to the blogs. So and another, I think I've mentioned this before and I'm going to say it again. I hate in books the fake gossip sites that y'all don't even try to be original. Y'all just change like a letter here and there because it was like the shade spot or it's like the shade room and then something that it was just like just call them what they are like can they sue y'all for mentioning their name in a book because you put jagged edge in the book you can't say shade room and uh what's that shit gossip in the city or something like it was something along the line where it was so freaking obvious what they were trying to do it just annoyed me i'm like you might as well put the name because we know exactly what you're talking about um and so after that, because in the blogs, it's like, uh, Crave shares a woman, they calling her a pass around, and, you know, basically just putting it all out there. And even one blog is like, her name is Sky Bellamy, she works at this college. I'm just like, why are y'all putting her exact location out there? And of course, everybody figures out that it was Taz, and he's not even ashamed of it. He's like, yeah, because... He was really trying to put a stop to that book, but it's like if anything, if she did come out with a book, you would own you would have only helped sell the book more because it's like, oh, I want to hear about this. Do she talk like because they don't want to know if she explained in detail what the sex was like, you know, how the relationship works. Like if she was scandalous like that, you really would have made the situ- situation worse instead of better. So, and then her chairperson at the college requested a meeting with her so she just knew she was fired she's like fuck but they uh the type of work that she does um what is it like intersectionality and like women's rights and women's body and the normatives and you know all the flashy big words (laughs) um she's like girl no you're not fired like if anything yay for you like that's basically what we do we trying to normalize these type of things so you're not fired the only reason why she called her to her office was to give her like a portion of what like the employee handbook or the student rules of the school or some shit like that I forgot what it's called um to let her know if you don't talk to the media or go on social media you need to have some decorum about yourself and how you answer things and how you say things and that was it so she still had her job it was nothing like that but then you know what even before it broke out all over social media Angelo took her to meet his dad so you know and he also told her that he loved her and then G let her meet his daughter so it's like she out here meeting the family they both telling her that they love her And she asked each one of them, like, how do you see this ending? And they said, 
you know, with them, they individually, like it ends with their relationship with them and then her letting the other two go. I don't know how I forgot this, but with Candace, because, you know, after she left and they went on tour and stuff like that, they kind of got close, Candace and Sky. So one day, like, they were on the phone with each other, and Sky tells her that she wouldn't have a problem with her hooking up with Matt. She's like, you know, no, you can't fuck him now. Don't fuck my man, but... You know, kissing them, little heavy petting here and there, that's okay. But as long as it's you, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Like, but the way Matt is, besides him kissing her without her permission, Matt is a stand-up guy and he loves his wife. He don't cheat like none of that. So she has nothing to worry about. But then she's also kind of upset that he won't explore either. And they put it perfectly what is it the madonna whore complex it's like she's your wife and the mother of your three kids so y'all basically just having missionary sex and she's like he won't slap me choke me like nothing and i want more from him and i'm trying to get him to open up so maybe you know if you can get him to open up a little bit it works out in my favor so um that night in chicago after they got the fight and stuff uh, when they got back to the hotel, Matt came to her room and they had the conversation like, you know, Candace told us that we could do this, so let's do this. And when it got down to it, because it's like they both said all she said was kissing, but if she opened the door for kissing, is she really going to be too mad if we go all the way? So they attempt to go all the way, but Matt can't do it. He's like, you know, I'm kissing you and you know, it feels good, but all I can see is my wife's face, so it's like, this ain't going nowhere, and that's the end of that, so it's like, they truly were just friends, so anyway, back to after that, then, you know, she shows up in California, was it California? I believe it was California, um, because she had been, I'm going to assume, like, maybe narcos or oxycodone to deal with the pain from her breaking her wrist. But she don't like to take medication. So she wasn't really taking it like that for all her pills to be gone. Like, when she went to go grab one, it was only one pill left. And so she get Taz on the line, like, I think he's taking my pills instead of him, like, actually doing heroin he's taking pills now and so she drives out there so they can confront him and he's like you know yeah I took the pill at first he tried to lie Come on, I had this pain in my back like nigga not for you to take a good like 30 pills like you can stop that line right now and so he's oh I'm jumping all over the place because I took a straight let me see if I can find it because I believe I took a screenshot so before all of this it was in the beginning because Jamal yeah this was way at the beginning when she was trying to get them all to talk to each other again she asked Jamal if he had talked to his kids because he hadn't talked to his baby mama either and so he uh he told her no I ain't talked to them and when he finally does talk to her talk to Mia his baby mother um he's like you know 
no, because Mia mentioned to him, sorry, that, you know, you sound a real mature nowadays. Like, what's up with that? What's got into you? And he says, not what? Who? So she said, you know, like, what? what's that supposed to mean? And he tells her, you know, he met somebody. And she's like, that's interesting. And he tells her, this is, quote, she's been a good influence on me as far as holding me accountable accountable for shit and calling me out when I'm acting childish which is often and end quote he you know he's joking like chuckling as if she would find that funny but she doesn't say much and then she says better her than me I guess and he's like what what is that supposed to mean and she tells him Quote, I hate when you take the time to build a man up and hold him down. And then he goes and grows up with the next bitch. It's annoying. That's all. And, end quote. And so he's like, I thought you would be happy for me. And she says, you know, I'm not. Like, I am that you, you know, you're no longer on drugs and you're becoming the man you always should have been. But I wish I could have actually had the man that I always wanted. And I was like, damn, that's deep because a lot of women can equate to that. It's like you see the potential in somebody and you hold them down and, you know, you're there for them. Because it's like, I see what you can be. And then, like, y'all break up and then he actually becomes the thing. Or I should say they in that matter. Become the person that you've always wanted them to be and saw for them. But now the next person gets the benefit from that. And it just makes you so mad. Because it's like, I'm not trying to stunt your growth. And I'm just trying to keep you in this down place. But it's like, damn, so you fucked up my life while you go off and be happy? And he didn't get that until, you know... uh he started taking the pills again and then he got into rehab and when he came out he let Sky know like you know I love you and but I'm going back to my family is how he put it he was like you know Mia always wanted this from me and she deserves it so I'm going to give it to her and that I did not agree with because I'm like it almost when I almost it does sound like you're trying to force something like you feel like you owe her something and although I just say you know it's relatable and women feel like uh they deserve to get that but if it's not meant for you then you don't deserve it like that was a portion of your life yes you went through the hard times but you're not guaranteed to just stick around just because you choose to stick around like if you saw that they was fucking up and just on drugs and you stayed there like i'm gonna hold them down i'm gonna take care of them and they decided to leave it's like just like they had a choice you also had a choice too so because you chose to stuck around doesn't mean you're old or something. Like you get this trophy in the end saying like you stuck around. So I'm going to be this better person for you. Like, no, I'm going to be a better person and be with who I want to be with. And that's not a bad thing. Like people, this guilt trip thing of like guilting people into doing what you want them to do. Like those days are slowly ending. Because a lot of people don't live that way anymore, even though some still choose to. And so, okay, because I've jumped ahead, then I jumped back. So, where, 
as far as storyline go. So it's to the part where they t- she went to California to confront him about the pills. She shows up to Angelo's house because Jamal was sleeping on his baby, not on the couch, but like in a separate bedroom to be there for the kids. He was like, you know, ain't nothing going on because at that time they're still all in the relationship. So she's like, that's cool. I'm going to go to Angelo's house. And so he drops her off and they see that G is there. But when Angelo opens the door, he's like, what you doing here? Like, he's not happy to see her at all. And she's like, damn, can I come in? And so when she comes in, you know, G is in there. So like, she's not getting a warm welcome from anybody. And She's like, so, you know, like, tell me what it is. What's up? And Angelo tells her, you know, my dad saw that, so he don't agree with that. And G is like, yeah, my daughter saw that as well. And, you know, I just had you around her. And it's like, but you had her around her while y'all was fully in the relationship. So why is it the fact that it's out in the public that it's a problem now? And that's basically what it was for both of them. While they was up in the mountain and it was just them and nobody knew, they was perfectly fine with it. But when it got exposed to the whole world, oh, it's a problem and they can't do this anymore. And once again, it's all about their masculinity because people were sending them messages. And then you also know like when you're in a throuple like that or in a group, well, it's not a throuple. When you're in a group like that, people just automatically assume that y'all all having sex with each other when that's not the case. It's like, it's just... Her and them, you know what I mean? Like, she's having sex with them, and they're not having sex with each other. So she was like, so what? Y'all don't want to do this anymore? And it was like, basically, like, nah. Because how you going to explain this to everyday people? Like, you just can't have this out in the open. And basically, Lo and G is like, I love you. You got to choose. You got to pick. Is what it boils down to. And she's like, no, I don't want to. And, you know, the guys, they found, she told Lo about the kiss with Matt. And so she left his house, like, you know, I'm going to Matt and Candace's house. And he's like, why are you going over there? Why you can't stay here? It's like, because, motherfucker, you acting like you don't want me here. So why would I stay somewhere where I'm not wanted? Y'all got attitudes and shit and y'all don't want to talk and y'all acting all somber. Why the fuck would I stay here? And so when she goes over there and she's telling them, <laughs> this is another great quote. Cause it's like, you know, she's venting and just trying to get it off her chest. And Matt, he said something being logical and Candace hit that nigga in the back of his neck. And he's like, you see you see that she's upset. Why are you asking logical questions right now? Just be a friend. And I said, thank you. Sometimes people just want to talk. Just, just, oh, Lord, excuse me. Just sit there and listen. I don't need you to be logical right now. I don't need you to give me a damn solution. Just listen to me, rant and rave, and then I'll shut the fuck up. But if you sit here trying to actually solve my problem, I'm be pissed. And yes, that don't make no sense. But sometimes that's just what people need. They just need a listening ear. But anyway, you know, uh, at the end of it, they both tell her, you know, 
if you need somewhere to stay, you can stay with us. Um, and Matt makes it clear. He's like, and I also want to make that clear that that comes with no strings attached. And she was like, what do you mean? And he was like, you know, I don't want you to think like we're going to try anything with you or you have to do anything with us. Like we're genuinely your friend. And she was like, oh, I wasn't even thinking about it like that, but thank you. And funny enough, he was like, good, because I've already been threatened. And Lo had sent him a message like, man, don't fucking touch her. If you lay a finger on my girl head, I'm whooping your ass. And then he also sent Candace a message like, I love you, Cuzzo, but please keep your lips and your hands to yourself. And although she knew, she's like, I shouldn't be attracted to his dominance and jealousy but right now I am and I'm like okay at some point we gotta be real about some shit like no a person does not own you all this other shit and it's like I'm my own person I belong to myself whatever 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 but dominance shown from the person that you want it from is always sexy and I just want people to stop bullshitting like I I don't know like people gotta stop lying and saying that shit ain't sexy because it definitely is um and so after that, then that's when Jamal, uh, Sky gets a call from Kaz, like, you know, Jamal is actually on heroin. He's back on heroin, but he got him and took him to rehab. So it's like, you know, he knew to ask for help this time. So I guess that's what makes it better than the last time because Taz actually, like, found him out on the street the last time and got him into a rehab quietly without the blogs or anything like that knowing. And I don't know how I forgot this, but Sky had called Taz, and, like, when she found out that it was him that leaked it, she was like, I know it was you, I know you got this criminal past, and I know about your quote-unquote roommate. So it's like, come to find out Taz, the one thing in the dark that he got is that he's gay. And she's like, but I'm not going to out you because I'm not a terrible person. But it's like, you were kind of, first of all, you were leaning towards it, it seems like. And the fact that you threw it over his head, that it was a possibility of you even thinking about it. I kind of feel like that doesn't make you any better than him. But she's like, you know, I I get nothing out of outing you. So it's just like, but if you did, you would have did it. Like, I don't know. Like, I get I get it, but I don't get it, so whatever. But they kind of have a truce. Like, their common denominator was always making sure that Jamal was okay and doing things in the best interest of the group. But when Jamal gets out of rehab, you know, like, he told her that he's going back to Mia and the kids and that he is leaving the group. And so with him leaving the group, that means the group is no longer because it's all of them together or it doesn't work at all. So, and then, uh, what, Taz and Matt left. So that left Loji and Sky. They went to, like, a restaurant and was like, you know, here's what it is. We gonna do this because they don't want, they don't want to be without her. And this is after, as well, her, was she her assistant? Yeah, her assistant, gave them a call and was like, do y'all know what y'all doing to her? Like, all her life, people have left her. Like, because she grew up in foster care, being tossed from family to family. They left her. You know, she got with this husband. 
he left her like and then y'all finna leave her too after telling her like you know we're your family now we're not going anywhere and look what the hell y'all doing so then when they do meet up at the rehab then they go to the restaurant it's like it's us we gonna make this work and it's gonna be us so in the end it does end up as a thrupple which i always thought it would be because when i read the first book i was like no disrespect to jamal but jamal does not fit in this story he's like he's just there he blows with the wind like he goes wherever everybody's cool with and for him to end up leaving in the ending i was like yeah because she she never had like real like alone time with jamal it was never really it's kind of like oh jamal's here but where are uh, Lo and G at? It's, it was always like that. Like, yeah, whatever. Like, she, I felt she had more chemistry with Matt than she did with Jamal. I'm like, if anything, Jamal should have been the uh, married one out of this situation. But I would have wanted to see a sex scene between Sky and Matt just for them to, like, finally get it out the way. But the fact that Matt is, like, so in love with his wife, I just couldn't get over it, even with her permission. So it was kind of like, I I guess, but I wanted to see it. And so even at the end, she ended up writing the book anyway. You know, it was a bestseller. She was on a podcast, shouted them out. Because um, the podcast it did acts like, you know, you know, first of all, they're black men. But men in general, like, how did you get them to go public with this? Because, you know, they're not willing to admit that type of thing. It's always cool when it's a man sharing two women, but when it's a woman sharing two men or however many partners you have, they don't want to talk about that. And she's like, well, that was a hump in the road, but we got past that and that was just us. So now it's time to discuss babies because, you know, with her ex-husband, he's not letting her have any contact with his daughter and when that whole story broke, he couldn't wait to lay in her, lay, you know, what, what am I trying to say? Go in on her. Because it's like, oh, so you, I'm not with you anymore. You just out there becoming a hoe, huh? Ain't no way I would have that around my daughter. And I felt like that was the same thing G, like, low-key said with Genesis. And I'm just like, but sir, make it make sense. It don't. Uh. But the way the book ends, you know, Angelo's cooking dinner for them, and it's time for a decision that they have to make. And the decision is who's going to get her pregnant, or who's going to be the first one to get her pregnant, I guess. But it's going to be Angelo, and she's so excited. She's like, yes, I can't wait to have my baby. It's finally going to be all mine. I have my own baby. And Angelo is like, yeah. And mine too, like girl, you. <laughs> but she was like, let her have it. You know what she mean. Like this will be something that nobody can take away from her. It's her baby, and he was like, you know, technically the baby gonna be mine too, cause we still we all in this together. But yes, it's her baby, and so she finally gets her happily ever after, which I'm so happy for her, cause it's like Sky, you definitely deserved it after all you've been through, and after everybody get over their egos and see that you're happy with each other it's great because that was the thing she always had that like when it was just us in the mountain I guess in our bubble were we not happy like did we not enjoy ourselves like 
did that mean nothing to y'all? And it's like, no, nah, that was fire. But then nobody knows. So, you know, I can't be a manly man and be like, you know, I'm a shit and all this da 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 The thing that someone, it's like, you got to strip all that shit away. Because when you at home, that's the point. Like, we at home. You leave all that shit outside. But when it's in here, it's us. And we doing what we love with who we love. Like, come on now. But anyway, that is the end of the book and this little uh, two-part series. I hope you guys enjoyed. And I'll see you back next week. Peace.